I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime, and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell's Soup is a, is a is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Xavi Alonso. If you say it, say it with chest. Sorry, you just have to guess. <laughs> do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's he was good mates with Pablo Escobar, from what oh. I read. <laughs> Mara who? Sorry, you're a pair of twats. You know that. Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me Drew and me George. We're back again with another very special guest to tell us all about their favourite ever starting eleven super sub manager kit stadium and all of the things in between. Although that is actually the only things that we ask for. And today's guest, joined from uh, all the way from Gloucester, uh, one of our old friends from university, Brad Paul. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Morning, guys. So I looked at I looked the other day at a photo of uh, first year Copacabana FC team. <laughs> I think I saw the and yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, we've interviewed four or five people off this already. So we're just going to work our way all the way through the team until we eventually end up back on back on us and then we'll stop. Oh, God, I remember that picture. Yeah, exactly. You have to put crosses for the ones he's done. Like, <laughs> Justin Lee Collins, bring back Copa, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brad, so you are, well, who do you support? Uh, it might be abundantly obvious from my 11, but I'm a West Brom fan. Uh, so, uh, uh, if you spoke to me earlier in the season, I would have straight up denied us for West Brom, but we're we're going good now in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Switch your manager, all works well. Yeah. yeah. You've finally got the Steve Bruce stank off West Brom. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, a couple of Newcastle friends who were adamant he was an awful manager, and I was like, no, we'll give him a bit of time. And they were all right. He's an awful manager. And now we've got our Spanish sensation in, Carlos Cobaran. And, uh, yeah, we're doing all right again. It's amazing how you can get a team of what I thought was very average, awful football players to actually look quite good. <laughs> it's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, bang average football teams, who do you support in uh, internationals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, England, but uh, keep, keep quiet about that one. Don't worry, we're, we're much worse. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I don't want to bring up the World Cup game. Yeah, but... no. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I, I, I've always liked, don't, never minded Wales because we obviously we had Robson Carney straight off the back of that uh, one goal he scored. Yeah. We were the unfortunate team to be saddled with him because he scored one good goal. Um, he scored one good goal for you as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Southampton one, but uh, yeah, it's a shame we kept giving him contract extensions. But no, all good. It's finally right. gone. He's finally gone. <laughs> right, we've got to start off with finding out what your formation is, Brad. Well, it's my football manager classic, 4 2 3 1. Nice. Nice. And it's helped me win a few players in there as well. Tried and tested to the point where on FM 22, FM actually made it harder for people that played that formation because they programmed their AI to play better against 4 3 2 one because everyone was using it. I can imagine, to be fair, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Everywhere I see on like the creation store, it's like, yeah, four two three one. Download this, you win games. <laughs> but you're not, you're not on Football Manager twenty two, are you? No, 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 I've been. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I've had a decent stint on FM twenty. I've got my money's worth for Football Manager twenty. 
Sorry, right, but well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to break this down right now. So, Brad, yeah. If if you don't follow Brad on Twitter, which is fair enough because you you might not know who he is, but you should oh, go and follow Brad on Twitter just for the ultimate Twitter thread mm. of Brad's FM twenty career. So, Brad, <laughs> bear in mind we're in the year twenty twenty three now. What year yeah. are you in? I've just hit twenty uh, twenty two two oh five. So um, we're about. I've actually been playing for longer than association football has been happening in real life. So from when that started, oh um, my god, what association football has been? So is, just to, in, just in to, the game, how old is how old are you? Yeah, uh, it annoys perhaps at a hundred, but um, I've celebrated my hundredth birthday about seventy five times. I should be about. I think I've just celebrated my two hundredth. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't let you age after, and I can only sign one-year contracts, but which is risky, but all good. So in in the, I I know this in the latest later ones they've started doing it so that your son can yeah. end up in the game. Do you have any kids in the game? I've been on the lookout for years and years, but um, obviously my my football manager he, he's not in high domain. My my, my character on the game and no no children unless I've got one account fine. You know, that that's true. Sad. Yeah, illegitimate child. I mean, yeah. also, if he's if he's two hundred years years old, I think he's gone past yeah, the point of having children. I don't think you should pull on the thread of reality when he's two hundred years old. Two hundred and twenty-five. A kid popping up in the youth academy. I'm like, oh, have you done that? <laughs> right. Well, classic tried and tested FM formation for yeah. your insane FM stint. So let's get. Straight in. Goalkeeper. Right. I've picked uh, Russell Holt. He played for West Brom when we were first promoted to the Premier League. Um, in the in that what, well, championship season, 24 clean sheets and we won 15 games 1-0. Probably the reason I wanted to play in goal as a kid, but 24 clean sheets in one season. I, in my opinion, the best English keeper not to receive England caps. Ooh, um, that's a take. Yeah. Uh, it was sensational. Like I said, uh, we needed to be Palace on the last day to confirm promotion. He pulled one out of the top corner. We won two 0 Just yeah, it, the presence, the command of that defence. That yeah, it was it was something else. What a guy! This man has mm. played for an ungodly amount of football teams. <laughs> Yeah, don't look how he left West Brom. That, that's a bit of a sex. I've track. just, I've just uh, found <laughs> it. I just found the West Brom keeper yes. banned after wearing club kit to orgy. Ignore, we'll ignore that. <laughs> <I'm past> that. <laughs> wow! If that's not the most perfect pick for this yeah. podcast, I don't know what is. That's I, so that's good. Not, that's not the reason he's my footballing hero. I need to confirm that right now. <laughs> Wow. He went in the kit. <laughs> That's yeah, so good. Yeah, I do not wear the kit if you're going to do that. They pretend it's not you. But, yeah, um, exactly. But, uh, Surely he didn't wear, did he wear his own kit? As in, like, the name and number on the back as well? Yeah, with that old H on it. Oh, like. come on. But, but that's that's what's so funny because, like, no offence to him, Russell Holt mm. is not going to be one of the most recognisable footballers in no, the I UK. So he's gone to that thing, wearing it, being like, maybe... Maybe this will get me, you know, more recognition at this orgy. So there you go, listeners. If you're looking for a way to get yourself into an orgy and you're not sure how best to entice you, your own self, to everyone else, buy yourself a West Brom shirt with your name on the back. 
Guaranteed results. Yeah, surely it wasn't the kit that he'd just come off the pitch with. He wasn't wearing the shorts and the gloves. I not even washed it straight. <laughs> yeah, dirty legs still a lot. He's gone straight, straight <laughs> after the game. But, uh, Stoke it, yeah. away at three, orgy at seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's a dying chance. As a kid, when your footballing hero has to leave... Um, when your mum and dad are explaining why he's had to leave the club, we're trying to, you know, uh... did did they tell you the truth though? I can't remember. I must have been. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I doubt they did. It was yeah, always... I, I can't imagine they would have done. It would have been a uh, yeah. He's left to go to Stoke or where, wherever he went, and it would have been a uh... why he, he plays every week. He was really good. <laughs> Hey, each yeah. their own. If that's his recovery process, then fair play to him. Yeah, he had a, he had a um, few teams afterwards as well. Fair play. Yeah, he was actually because um, he went out on. I'm pretty sure he went out on loan to Stoke, and he actually played a few games after because um, we were in desperate need. I think Kuzak got injured. Kirkland just was injured for his whole career, so that didn't help when we had him. But uh, yeah, so he played a few after, much to my delight. Thanks. All right. Well. I mean, I don't really know how we top this, but let's find out. Let's go into your defence. Uh, you've got a choice now. Right, left, centre. Where, where do you want to go? We'll go right to left. And um, a bit left field. I've gone for Paolo Ferreira as my right back. A couple reasons. He was part of that uh, Chelsea team, which basically didn't let goals in. I think they let him 15 goals across the whole season. And I, I love I love defence, mate. You know, best form of attack. And when I first started playing football manager, he was my assistant for about 30, 40 years. So he's already, uh, <laughs> he's in my group. I like to consider him quite a close friend now. So he's, he's wormed his way in there. Is he, is he still alive on your football manager? Oh, he's long gone. Yeah, I was going to say. Do they die? Day. Oh, no, they don't die. They just retire and you never hear from oh, them Oh, okay, right. Um, it was a sad day for football when, when that happened. Uh, you were, we, you were there trying to negotiate, saying, Paolo, I'm 175. You have no excuse to retire at 50. Weirdly, um, Angelo on Bomber, you know, the um, the West Ham West, centre-back. West centre-back. Yeah. He's um, sort of spammed out, and he's still the reserves manager at my first club, all 200 years later. He's just still there, and I don't know how. I respect <laughs> it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Paolo Ferreira, uh, a great player, to be fair. Um, underappreciated in that Chelsea team, I, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, well, if you look at the, the, the what he won at Chelsea, like three Premier League titles, there's no yeah. winning feat. And they were challenging the Champions League, and he's, you know... Yeah. yeah. Everyone talks about all the big money signings that they brought in that year, like the Shevchenko, well, around that time, Shevchenko, that sort of stuff. Messi, and no one talks about Paolo Ferreira. Mm. I suppose that's been a right back. No one talks yeah, about That's it. true, yeah. No, no one, grows one up wants to, to grow up to be Gary Neville. <laughs> ah. yeah. He's only just left Chelsea as well, though, I've seen. Because he was a coach there. Oh, I didn't know that. I used yeah. all his so um, I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> it says here, though, he was his role was lone player technical coach. Does that mean he just looks after the lone players? I guess so. Well, they've got a lot normally at Chelsea, don't they? Yeah, so yeah. He had a big well, job on his hands. But, um, yeah. Well, imagine I, I, imagine I, now he'd be fired now after Joao Felix got sent off in his... That dates this podcast. 
God, yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, I didn't know he was still there. Fair play to him. I didn't know what he was doing. Well, he's not, well, he's not anymore. He's, he left in March 2022. Right, Brad, do you want to move across your uh, defence or do you want to go straight to left-back? Yeah, we're, we're slotting it centre-back. My first centre-back, um, John Terry. Um, he's, I personally think he's the best centre-back in Premier League history. Leader, captain. Um, that's going to probably cause them, uh, you know, a, a bit of... Uh, yeah, but uh, John Terry, the best best defender in Premier League history, in my opinion. Go on, my, whole defense got... is, my whole defense isn't that Chelsea team that didn't let, that let in fifteen goals. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, no, did you uh, say you were a West Brom fan? Yeah, no, they just picked Chelsea players right now. Yeah, like John Terry, something else. England captain as well. Um, another surrounded in bit of controversy, so. Perhaps that's also a staple to my team, but um, no, uh, great player. I've got a lot more respect for John Terry now because mm. when Argentina won the World Cup and Aguero <laughs> went full pit, John Terry, John Terry said, At least wear your socks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got respect for that. At least he knows yeah. that it's a joke, like he's buying into the joke of himself, which I, I respect anyone for doing that. Yeah, if you can take yeah. the piss out of yourself. Yeah, I, I I saw that, and yeah. Well, the second anyone who didn't play is in kit now is oh, you're doing a John Terry, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's behind it. Yeah, is he still <laughs> Villa as a coach? Or did, he, did he leave? I think he's been cried out for a manager's job, and no one's given him. He's just on t- on Twitter promoting NFTs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and as we and as we discovered in a previous episode, he co-owns a uh, swimwear brand. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I mean, well, I, I don't own any John Terry swimming trunks, but but if you look behind me, this is massive NFT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get NFTs, so I'm not going to go into it. Is it probably best to be one. I'm fairly sure his are a bit racist. Anyway, let's not. <laughs> Very old for John Terry. His are a bit racist, so let's move on from him. <laughs> Wait, are they? <laughs> Uh, no, they they were mo- they're monkeys. Yeah, they um, are. Oh, okay. I, they're, I, but they're like they're like ch- they're like players made into monkeys. And the first mm. one he did, I think, was Willian. So everyone was like, yeah. "Whoa, whoa, John, you <laughs> <laughs> can't do that, mate." I I hate John Terry with a passion, but you can't disagree that like he's he had a hell of a career. He was a hell of a player. Mm. But I don't think I've known. I mean, there probably is one, but I just can't think of off the top of my head a player with more controversy around them throughout their whole career. Like the Suarez. racism thing, sleeping with yeah. some uh, his teammate's wife, like all that. Like, what is going on? I mean, yeah, Suarez bit people, I guess. Well, yeah. you've got to admire John Terry's PR team that you've listed all oh, those things, yeah. but the first thing that we mentioned was the fact that he wore a full kit once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, do, you, do you reckon that's why it was like, right, we need to do something, do something funny, John. We need Slip to rewrite something. this script, John. <laughs> Right, so we'll move on now to what yeah. I can only assume is going to be uh, Ricardo Carvalho. <laughs> I did play with him, but sadly not. I, I've I've made the team of players I've seen live in person, and I've, I've got a, a bit left field. I've gone for um, Dante, the old Brazilian centre-back. Dante, watched, yeah, bro. Yeah, I watched England versus Brazil in uh, a friendly in 2012, and he was just brilliant. Uh, everything about I used to like him anyway because you remember on FIFA he had a power shot for some reason. Uh, you'd, I'd get him on all three kicks and you'd line him up. But um, yeah, I, I just liked it. It must have been the Afro, I think. Uh, but um, 
liked him and he's just stuck. I think he's still playing now at like 38, which I respect. Yeah, he's playing at Nice. Mm, yeah. Playing alongside uh, Aaron Ramsey and Ross Barkley at Nice. <laughs> Good luck. At Nice, the strangest club in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, I mean, his list of clubs is actually pretty it's, impressive. It, yeah, it's Leo, Standard Liège, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Munich, Wolfsburg, and now Nice. He's, yeah, he's got around Europe, well, Germany mostly, but yeah. And he only made 13 caps, so you were very privileged to see him play. Yeah, it was an honour. There's one other player who played in that game that um, I've got. I won't say now, obviously. But um, yeah, it was just surreal just seeing him defend big afro. He he just dominated. And You know, you've got players you just sort of half keep an eye on because you like. He, for some reason, is one of them. I don't know why. Because when he was at Wolf, it was Wolfsburg for a bit and at Nice now. I think Nice has helped, like you said, with Aaron Ramsey and Barkley. They were just a team you keep an eye on because they're... Yeah, it's like, what, what is going on there? Yeah. But, well, yeah. here's a fun thing for you about Dante. Mm. When he was at uh, Gladbach and also at Bayern, the fans adopted the uh, tradition of wearing huge Afro wigs yeah, to games because they love Dante <laughs> so much. Yeah. You remember the one who stood behind someone or sat behind someone <laughs> you to see the game. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like the go-to thing to do, like for fans to do, if your club signs someone with an afro. Like yeah. United fans did it when Fellaini came there. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the go-to thing. I'm pretty sure Chelsea fans did it with Willian. Yeah, it's just... get that <laughs> Somewhere, someone is sat with their Amazon account, sat on a pile of afros going, right, come on, someone sign, someone big sign, someone with an afro. That's all I need. This will see me through till next year. He, fair play to him, though. He his trophy cabinet is pretty decent. So he's he's won the Champions League, FIFA Club World Cup uh, winner. Uh, he's won the German uh, League four times, German Cup two times. Like fair play to him for a, for a player that sort of goes under the radar a little bit. He did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, decent return for a, well. That's all you can ask for, isn't it? It's a, yeah. a pro footballer playing Europe, win trophies. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. He is 39 now. Yeah. Yeah, still playing at Nice. Nice. Lad. Does he play, do we know? Does he start? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he starts most games. Well, the few I've had a look at, he's been starting, yeah. Really, ageing football isn't a problem for Nice because they've got, like I said, Ross Barkley and Aaron Ramsey playing yeah. in the field for them. <laughs> Ross Barkley. a weird team. They've, I'm sure they've got a few other strange players dotted about for him. Well, from one strange defender... Maybe to another? Who've got left back? Well, I've had to worm him in. I've got Chris Brunt. Um, hey. <laughs> I, admittedly, he played a handful of games at left back because of uh, where Tony Pulis sort of wormed him in there. But don't get it. You know, for 10 years, he was at West Brom. Brilliant player. Didn't leave. Loyal. Um, that left foot was something else. And yeah, unbelievable. admittedly, they were all corners to Craig Dawson or Gareth McCauley. But um, he's in the, he was in the top 10 for most Premier League assists during the 2010 to 2019 with like David Silva and all, all that. <laughs> it's literally because he took corners and we had a six foot five, six foot five team. But um, you can't take that away from him. Yeah, fair enough. enough. Yeah, I think he's one of those players. Like he's like a um, streets never forget kind of player. Yeah, because of that left foot. In, in, a, in a couple of years, you'd have all the yeah the streets won't forget Chris Brunt, and it'd be a sad day for me. But. Um, <laughs> Just a staple part of ten years of my life, and just uh, like would meet you and Wilfred. Basically, that Swansea team. Yeah, 
Hey, Chris Brunt would have done well in that Swansea team crossing it to Wilfred Boney. Oh, he would have, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a shame he had Rondon for a bit. That just <laughs> <laughs> was limited. It's a shame he played for us, to be fair. But uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, three million pound sign and you plays plays with you for ten years. You can't really go wrong. Absolutely not. And like, yeah, and like he he was. Like you said, he was always in the team, in and around the team, wasn't he? Wasn't exactly. like one of those players that sort of fades. He was always there. Yeah, even at Northern, for Northern Ireland, that run they went on in the uh, it was was have been the Euros, I think, where uh, him, McCauley, and what was it, Kyle Lafferty just took off, and they they did all yeah. right. And they got knocked out by Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, I was leading that perfectly for you, don't worry. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very we much. We can talk about that um, Robson Carney goal again if you want this. I've heard it a few times on the podcast. I think <laughs> we filled our quota on that one now. Yeah, you know. yeah. The in that in that Euros though, that was by far the worst game as well. <laughs> we oh played. yeah, absolutely. It was shocking game. Horrific. <laughs> no one wanted to see it, bar Northern Ireland or Wales fans. Like, I didn't yeah, even want to see exactly. it. It was it was bad. <laughs> the neutral was like, oh. right. So. Four two three one, I believe you said. Yeah. So we've got two holder midfielders. We'll go with your first one. Um, I've gone back to Chelsea, and I've gone for Claude Makélélé. I, I must be a closet Chelsea fan. I'm not really sure. Luckily, I know he's not enough, but uh, yeah, Claude Makélélé's in there. Um, numerous reasons, like you can I mean, play with eight strikers. Soccer AM's got to be the biggest reason. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, if you wanted, you could just play with two defenders, Claude Makélélé, and the rest strikers, and you weren't letting a goal because yeah, it was just it was Kanté before Kanté came along. I was just about to say that, yeah. Everyone, and no one now remembers Claude Makélélé. <laughs> the Kanté, no, it's for us older, older guys. I say older, we're like twenty eight. Us older guys, you know, it was the, it's the Makélélé role. The fact that Claude yeah. Makélélé yeah, is now forty nine years old makes me yeah. feel horrendously old. I'm not going to lie. I'm not happy you've told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed he was late for his at least. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's just that, that I mean, you can't, I, I can't even, in my head, I can't even, if you hear the word Makaleli, all you think is crunching tackle, sideways yeah. pass. That's just what he yeah. is. Win the ball back, give it to someone else. Sort yeah, literally. I was like, I, I said this, I saw this recently where someone said, I wonder how many assists, I can't remember who it was, but it was like a like a defensive midfielder. Like, I wonder how many assists they've got by just getting. The, oh no, it was it was about Gareth Bale actually after he retired with Tottenham. It's like I wonder how many assists uh, Didier Zakora got off the back of <laughs> Gareth Bale because all Zakora just tackles someone, the ball falls to Bale, Bale runs the length of the pitch and scores. <laughs> Does that count as an assist? Because <laughs> if that is the case, then Makélélé must have loads playing for Madrid and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine just win it back, give it someone better, perfect, sorted. Right. I swear, I swear Chelsea are creating roles just to get ex players into their like <laughs> team. He's a technical mentor. <laughs> what? what? Claude Makaleli is a technical mentor for Chelsea. <laughs> I swear Chelsea are just making up shit now. That's uh, fair. Yeah, Chelsea if you play for Chelsea, do you want a do you want a job? Here we go. We're making up with two words together. <laughs> I'm waiting to see Didier yeah, Drogba that come seems up like a as job. a therapist or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think if if you're 
name becomes the definition of a role in football. Yeah. In a country yeah. that you're not even from. Yeah. I think that says something about you as a football player. So, yeah, yeah iconic, iconic player. I imagine he did leave a mark on a lot of players, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Big tackle. Sponsored by Claude McAuley. All right, let's move on from Claude McAuley into, well, onto your next centre mid. Who have you got? I, I've gone for Tim Cahill. Um, it, 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 yeah. Um, he was just a, a good player. I think quite underrated. I'd, I'd argue probably the most underrated player in Premier League history. What he did for Everton, he got Millwall to a, uh, what was it, an FA Cup final, I think. When they final, yeah. And, you know, if this team are losing, show him up top, he'll score a header. Perfect. Um, it was just, yeah, he just went under the radar. Good player, good with his feet, good celebration, good with his head. Perfect. Is he the best Australian player to play in the Premier League? Ooh. I'm going to go, yeah. I think he was better than Viduka. Do you think he's better than Viduka? Harry, That's Harry Kuehl as there. well? Yeah, Harry Kuehl, Viduka, Kuehl. Lucas Neal. Yeah. Uh, Matt no, Jones, I, come on. I'd <laughs> say, say it was between Tim Cahill and Viduka, Mark Viduka. Yeah. But... For me, Cahill just about takes it. Um, I agree. Uh, just to upset your previous guest back, um, it would fight to the hills about uh, Mark Viduka. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I think is bizarre about Tim Cahill is, like you said, he'll always pop up with a header. He's only mm. five foot ten. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm not saying five foot ten is short, but <laughs> compared to most Premier League centre backs, yeah, quite short. But he's still like, up like a salmon. Yeah, just the leap, or like a in. kangaroo. There you go. What's wrong with Torres had a tall team, and uh, we play against Tim Cahill? You look at well, the first time I saw him play against us, I'm like, how do you do it? And I watched him leap, and he just sort of hang there for like what felt like seconds just in the air and just would win a flick on or win a midfield battle and then he could get like dirty and just you know put a big tackle in and yeah back when Everton were were pretty good I was going to say the fact that he managed to keep Everton in the top six somehow it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a miracle exactly it's, it's been a constant sort of slope down to where they are now after Tim Cahill left that was the main reason yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go with that where are you going in this? Uh, attacking mid. Uh, attacking um, mid. He was part of the uh, what I call the Dante friendly, the England uh, Ronaldinho. It was his 100th cap. Luckily, I got to see him. Missed the penalty after 19 minutes and was subbed off at half time. But I saw him play. He qualified for that uh, part of the team and he was something else. Um, Ronaldinho. Just, you could tell it was towards the back end of his career when he was playing against it. He was smart on his face, doing all the tricks. His warm-up was... It wasn't a warm-up. He was just doing keepy-up. Keep it was just, you know... Just walking like, around. Loving life. But um, even then, when he was, like, not caring the world, it was his end of cap, the, the quality, the first touch, the ability of him, and just the smile on his face. So I've, I've never seen that before. Just someone that happy just to play football on the pitch. You know, it's you know, win win at all costs, you know. But no, it was just the smile on his face. You watch him growing up and the things he could do with the ball. Now, I always remember that goal against Chelsea, the um, where he just wiggled his leg a bit and then sort of toe-poked it into the bottom corner. Yeah. I still don't know how he did it. I think he's just, with with Ronaldinho, like you said, like because he'd achieved everything in the game, 
yeah. the back end of his career, he didn't have anything less to do. Just like, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to have a fun time. Just like, yeah, just all those iconic old adverts with Ronaldinho in them. You could tell back then he was enjoying himself, like the, the Pepsi yeah. advert and the Jogo Benito advert. The like, Jogo Benito just... one was the first ever YouTube video to reach a million views as well. Really? Well, it was either to reach a million views or to reach a million likes. Well, it was a great advert. To be fair, it was. Yeah. It, I always remember it hit distinctively being him that gets absolutely nailed by Kalina in the one against Portugal. <laughs> it might not even been Kalina actually. It might have been a regular ref, but he gets absolutely laid well, out yeah. by a ref at the yeah, end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, what more can you say about Ronaldinho? The the for us, for our generation, he is that footballer like he might not necessarily be because the thing is now the game now has gone into stats it's all stats yeah people will tell me now that like bernardo silva is better than ronaldinho because of the stats i'm like mate no just watch the game there's a bit there's a thing called eye test you don't have to get all the things right to like all the stats to be the best player yeah you just have to watch it and go that person's the best player it's like ronaldo messi but i think with ronaldinho he was that guy for us certainly for for me anyway like watching me like that's football. Yeah, you watch him and think, you know, how are you doing this stuff? How do you do that? Like, it just beyond belief. Like some of the tricks and flicks that you just said that. If I tried that, I'd probably break my ankle. Like I don't know how, like how he does some of the stuff. Like, at at full speed as well. At yeah. full speed, like, I can't do it stood in the garden. <laughs> Still, yeah, but um, even on the pitch, like the whole attraction is him. Everyone, yeah. you know, every team know you have to stop him, but you just couldn't. Well, that well, that's the thing as well. You see, you see so many um, kids nowadays. It's either Messi or Ronaldo on the back of their shirt, no matter who they support. They just want a Messi or Ronaldo shirt. I don't think it was anyone but Ronaldinho when we were kids. It was Mm. all everyone wanted a Ronaldinho shirt. Like, yeah, you wanted to be Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. He, unbelievable, unbelievable. Does anyone know he's got his own brand of condoms? (laughs) <laughs> no. that before or after he went to prison because he might have needed them there <laughs> 2011 it said it was to educate the public about AIDS <laughs> so uh, he released a brand of club themed condoms called Sex Free I wonder if Russell Holt used them in his orgy I was, was going to say this, this team is a very controversial you'd want to go on the night out with them wouldn't you these lads God knows where you'd end up everyone in full kits uh, that's just how I pick my team. Who would I want to go to warehouse with? Um... <laughs> Dante wouldn't fit in there. <laughs> the context, listeners: Warehouse is a amazing club in the city of Preston, in the north of England, where the three of us went to university together. And it's a very, very small club <laughs> with low ceilings. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Dante would not get it's in a there. sweat box as well. One pound vodka, which was poured below the uh, level of the surface, so you could see what the actual brand was. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> it's probably taken years off our life that vodka. <laughs> I know. It's everyone, fine. everyone, for some reason, because even though no one drank it in warehouse, everyone would always drink vodka Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Red Bull; it was Kick. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, but you said vodka Red Bull, didn't you? Yeah, they were like, "You're not getting Red Bull here." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you walk to the bar, and you say, "Right, 
uh, double vodka Red Bull, please. Like, yeah, sound. And then you clearly see them get two bottles that are not vodka or Red Bull. Okay, there's your drink. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Don't accept card. Nice one. <laughs> Ronaldinho would love it in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would. Well, Ronaldinho, a fantastic choice for this midfield. To be fair, his team's looking pretty good. Now, at the start, you said you'll be, we would be able to tell that you're a West Brom fan. I don't think this team at the moment suggests that you're a West Brom fan. Uh, I think uh, it does because anyone who wasn't a West Brom fan probably wouldn't put Russell Holt and Chris Brunt in their team. <laughs> Orgy no fans offense. might have done. I'm a Chelsea fan, it looks like. So, um, yeah. Closet Chelsea fan, I always knew it. It's the accent that gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, left or right, where are you going? I'll go right. We'll go right to start with. Um, weirdly, I went to Barca versus Villarreal in 2015 at the New Camp, and uh, Messi scored the winner. So Messi's getting in there. Uh, he, he scored the winner. Brilliant. I thought this lad's got something about him. I think he'll go on to have a decent career now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure before, but now I've seen it. It was you. It was you. It was... <laughs> I understand the, what this lad. You know, I should probably tell people about this guy. He's pretty good. Um, I love the idea of you turning around to all the Barcelona fans being like, yeah, this guy's all right, actually. <laughs> They're like, yeah. In the warm-up, um, he put down three, three balls for three kicks and you put all, all three in the top corner. And I'm and obviously, I'm used to watching, uh, God, like, Delroy Facey at West Brom and that sort of stuff. And I've gone to gone from watching that to watching Lionel Messi just warm up putting three goals in the top corner and I was mesmerised. I thought I'd been torturing myself for 20 years here watching West Brom when I could be watching this. Like, uh, just the, like, I don't want to disparage West Brom, I really don't, but the difference in class just on one player compared to anyone I've ever seen play for West Brom, it was something else like it was just amazing. It was like the ball was glued to his foot. Yeah. He's he's just insane. He just well, I think you see it from the, the World Cup. That's just been obviously he's just yeah. won it and like mm. the, before the t- tournament there were questions about him and then after the first game against Saudi Arabia everyone was like, oh, Messi's cooked. Oh, this is done. done. There we go. Nothing. And then he just turns it on at thirty-five yeah. and it's just like, yeah, lads, don't worry, I got this. And then just wins yeah. them the tournament pretty much single-handedly. I mean, they yeah. obviously. Julian Alvarez had a great tournament and other players contributed, but like if Messi wasn't playing, they wouldn't have wouldn't have, wouldn't, wouldn't have won the tournament. And no. just madness. All, all on him. Like it's something something else. I don't think we'll ever see a player like it. You'll get goal no. scorers again like it. You'll get you know players with technical ability, but to do it for that long over that amount of time, I don't think we'll see anything like it again. Oh, absolutely not. No, I and so. I would like to finish my Messi with. I'm very happy that he's finally ended the debate once and for all. Yeah. By him winning the World Cup and then Ronaldo going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, did you did you see I think there was a meme that was like this is the most depressing end to like a rivalry in footballing history. <laughs> like one has gone on to like, <laughs> win the World Cup I mean, and then I still be playing in the Ronaldo because he's getting paid a million pounds a second but yeah. you know. He didn't even still, play this weekend. I'd, it's not like he hasn't got enough money. So there's like, yeah, Messi, the goat, no question. And he avoided Salt Bay, so Salt Bay. <laughs> oh, I can't stand that guy. 
What a fucking so That's how good he is at getting away from his defenders. Yeah, exactly. Salt Bay couldn't even get near him when he's walking on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the other side. Who have we got? The other side, I've got uh, Iron Robin. And for nice. me, this is, this is probably going to be the most controversial thing I think I've said. But for me, technically and ability-wise, the best player in Premier League history. Jalen, all right. You are a Chelsea fan. I'm not even questioning it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you are. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, the best player I've seen play at the Hawthorns by a country mile. Um, you would have seen him when he had hair, right? Yeah, I've, I've seen Ronaldo play at West Brom. He got batted by Darren Moore, so that's why he didn't make the cut. But um, the, the <laughs> best player by a country mile I've seen at the Hawthorns, technical ability, just the ability to change the game. We were drawing 0-0 with Chelsea at halftime when they were you know, good. Uh, Mourinho's come out to, for the second half. I think it was a couple of minutes late. Ref's fuming. Brings on Robin. 46th minute, they were winning 1-0 because he's just cut inside and put it in the top corner. I was like, okay. And then we lost 2 or 3-0 and he had a part in every goal. So so what you're saying is I am Robin scored the only goal that I am Robin can score <laughs> by cutting yeah. inside and scoring. And for me, I've gone best player in Premier League. <laughs> he cut inside I mean, Liam well, someone like that. And I thought, perfect. You're, you're a player. <laughs> it's automatic though, isn't it? Like If you get him on the wing and he cuts in and you're not blocking that side, you're like, oh, well, that's a goal. Yeah. Uh, it's automatic. Them. Unbelievable that one player could do that so much and defenders still don't go, no, hang on. <laughs> Maybe we should stop him doing that. Yeah. yeah. For me, that's why he's so good because you knew because you knew his right foot didn't do anything. You, you knew he was going to do his left foot all the time, but for somehow, some way, he always got onto his left foot and I don't know how. <laughs> and it just yeah. Unbelievable. I always think about Robin, the, the one goal that he scored that wasn't that goal was the volley against United from the corner. <laughs> Oh, Unbelievable yeah. technique. Yeah. And that's not even me trying to rinse United. That's just... No, like... That goal yeah, was unreal. Exactly. And even when he puts it in, he's like, oh, my God. Did I just do that? <laughs> Did that work? <laughs> I run away like, ah! <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it Iron Robin as well who went to do a knee slide once and fully stacked it? And it's now a celebration <laughs> in FIFA, the, the exact blueprint of that celebration of him stacking it. Well, he's the ground's not like slidey, isn't it? He just yeah, yeah. He yeah, just collapses, and he, get, he ends up with like holes in his socks as well because of it. Like it was clearly the ground was not not up to it. He's part, I think, with, with Robin as well. He's part of one of the most underrated trios football's ever seen of uh, Robin Ribery Lewandowski. Mm. Oh yeah. my goodness, that three, that trio! It's a shame that Lewandowski sort of was late to the, that party because Ribery and Robin were doing it beforehand. I was going to yeah, say I that just the duo, that trio, of, the duo of Robin and Ribery was just iconic. Yeah, I agree. That's another reason why it's just the amount of trophies Rob M won as well. Just everywhere. I know it might be a bit easier in Germany to win a few trophies. That, well, we, we and also Miami. Madrid as well, yeah. Yeah, but just just to stack up those trophies and just have that ability. It just, yeah, yeah, edged in. Insane, insane. Yeah, what a player. I don't think we've ever had him on this podcast before. Maybe no, I don't we think have, we but, have either. I don't think so, but yeah, oh, what, what a player. What a player. Right, so before we move to your striker, is it going to be a West Brom player? Sadly, or Chelsea. No. I was so close, and uh, I, I'm still doubting it in my head. But I've, I've gone for, I've not gone for a West Brom player. I was trying to be unbiased. I've nearly went for Simon Cox, but I, I didn't. That was going to be my guess. <laughs> I remember you had an obsession with him. <laughs> it's either him or Jeff Horsfield. 
Yeah, everything about me wanted one of those to win. And I was like, oh. in fact, I, I, I'm still, in fact, yeah, we'll ignore who I've got. I want Jeff to be friend. Ah, let's go. Wait, so who, who are you putting in? Who are you putting in? I'm putting Jeff Hallfield up front. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down Thierry Henry, but Jeff Hallfield is getting more <laughs> Thierry Henry. And it's all the because fact of you've just kicked Thierry Henry out of your team for him. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I wrote down Henry Real Madrid versus Real Madrid, but I've now got to cross that out and put Jeff Hallfield versus Portsmouth. He didn't even start. Um, obviously, we were bottom at, bottom at Christmas. No team have ever stayed up being bottom at Christmas. Um, we were bottom on the last day. And Jeff Hallsfield come off the bench. Uh, I think Kieran Richardson's put the ball in. And he's volleyed it under, I think, Jamie Ashstone's in goal. Someone awful. And he's just volleyed it into the bottom corner. Pandemonium. And uh, we've stayed up all because, um, I think it was Jonathan Fortune scored for Charlton to ensure they drew. And uh, we then stayed up. So Jonathan Fortune only made that team based off never playing for West Brom and that sort of stuff, just for scoring a goal to keep us up. But um, <laughs> yeah, we, we've got we've got. I think I watched that goal at least once a month um, of him scoring <laughs> against Portsmouth to keep us up. I still remember it because there was a pitch invasion afterwards, wasn't there? Yeah, I was there. I was on the pitch. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just it, just the shot of him running to the fan. Just. I think everything about well, I'm probably biased, but um, for me, that is the best um, state, uh, survival. Just being bottom on the last day and at Christmas and still staying out. We, we, yeah. we, we do United the previous week because Earnshaw scored a penalty. Come oh, on, Robbie. Robbie Earnshaw. I heard him the other week, Earnshaw. His accent's very strange, isn't it? It's like he's been yeah, in America, he's... but still Welsh. Well, he has. He was, he was working for Vancouver Whitecaps yeah, for a while. It, but bit. I don't really know how long to get the accent. <laughs> I don't I'm, really know. I'm not one to talk about accents, but um, it, it was a strange one. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, we, we've got Jeff Wade, Bricklayer. He, he was his trade, and now he's in this team, Editor Henry. What a guy. What a guy. That That is an iconic, nostalgic football moment for me. Mm. I, I can still picture it now. When yeah. We were watching Match of the Day, the pitch invasion when Jeff Horfield mm. scored. I think um, with Jeff Horsfield as well, this is an amazing little fact about him. He beat cancer. Yeah, he testicular cancer. Was diagnosed with testicular cancer and beat it. So go on, Jeff. And he's he's got his own charity, I think, as well. Uh, yeah. In that, uh, yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, his hmm. charity uh, provides accommodation for homeless people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he also caught swine flu. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> he's not had a good one, has he? He's had a he's... storied career. <laughs> Again, another player that's played for an insane amount of teams. Yeah, Drew, can you do me a favour? That's what it can is. Can you get up Thierry Henry's Premier League stats, please? Because I've got Jeff <laughs> Horsfield here. Okay. I just want to. <laughs> There's surely no comparison. I know. I know we're doing it for moments, and that is a great moment, and I understand why you've chosen it. But I just want to see this. <laughs> Right, uh, so appearances aren't going to matter too much, but 81. 258. Yep. Goals, 12. Uh, 175. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, just leaving it at that is fine. Um, did, did Thierry only ever have a red card? It doesn't say assist on this one, which might mean he had none. <laughs> um he had none. No, 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 no red cards. Okay, Horsfield had one. 
Yeah. But it is, is, I don't think Thierry Henry's ever scored a goal to keep a team in the Premier League. No, I don't think he has. <laughs> Thierry, no. Thierry Henry was just stat padding with Arsenal, whereas Jeff Holdsfield's um, <laughs> some proper goals. Stop, just, some, just some context for, for that statement. Uh, player of the month uh, four times, Premier League champion twice, player of the season twice, and golden boot four times. Well, I don't think Thierry Henry's ever won the conference with Halifax, so um, <laughs> no, there's no winner. No comparison. We'll call it a draw. We'll call it a draw. We'll call it a draw. <laughs> That's what they always say about Thierry Henry. Amazing player, but could he do it on a Tuesday night in Halifax? <laughs> I think he'd get. I think he'd get Jeff Horsfield's entire Premier League goals in one game in that league. <laughs> Even now, <laughs> right. Well, before we insult the great the great town of Halifax any further, let's move on to your super sub. So, we will allow you to put Simon Cox and Thierry Henry on the bench. No, but you can you can have both on as an extra two. We'll, okay. we'll allow it. Yeah, Lovely. yeah. So, um, who was your actual super sub, though? Well, actual super sub. You'll be pleased with it. I'll put Michael Owen. Why would I be pleased with that? Uh, Snake. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But um, I put, it always scored against us. Um, all the time. And I thought, yeah, we, we went through a spell playing Liverpool. They beat us 6-0 one year. Five year, uh, five nil, then uh, all at West Brom. It was like six nil, then five nil, then four nil, and he scored. I'm pretty sure he scored like four in one game. I thought, Can we just yeah, he did. Liverpool? He just keeps scoring against us. It's not fair. <laughs> it was. The, I think it was the six nil. He scored four goals because Milan Baros scored the other two. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't like Milan Baros. He, he whenever we played Portsmouth in the semi final at the FA Cup, he blatantly handballed it. The ref didn't see it, and Portsmouth went on to win the FA Cup. But um, wow. I don't hold grudges. What could have been? Yeah. <laughs> But Michael Owen, yeah, right. So obviously, for what he he, he was my favourite player, he mm. was, and I remember coming home from school, and my dad was like, "Drew, <laughs> Michael Owen's gone to Real Madrid." I was like, "No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't." And then they put it on the TV along the bottom of Sky Sports News, yellow yeah. bar, Michael Owen signs for Real Madrid. I was like, "No." no. Devastated, and then yeah. even more devastated when he chose to leave Real Madrid. And I was like, "All right, oh, there's a chance. There's a chance." Goes oh. to Newcastle. <laughs> oh, what do you do? That that Pro Evo 2008 cover haunted me with, with Michael <laughs> Owen and Newcastle shit. I mean, he, yeah, talk about someone's hamstrings falling off and then career falling off at the same time. Yeah, he just I mean, makes I, I respect that he did. He, did like, he signed for United because he probably didn't have many other options, and that was. Probably the best option on the table. And he did. I remember he scored in that Manchester derby, and he was, and he yeah. was one of, all right. Yeah, one but... of the greatest endings to a Manchester derby, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. But then, if you ask Stoke fans about Michael Owen, they are not very fond yeah. of him. Don't talk to a Stoke fan about Michael Owen. When Kenwin Jones is getting game time ahead of Michael Owen, something's gone wrong there. Hey, don't speak in love, Kenwin. That guy's a legend. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm scared of Kenwin Jones. All right. Well, that is a very nice super sub. Um, I mean. His snake and I can't, can't in good conscience compliment him, but it's his it's his quotes as a pundit for me. <laughs> I'm trying to look past that on the fact he kept battering goals against the 13 year old kid. But um... <laughs> Oh, we've spoken about that. He's 13. We, 
I saw a picture recently of Neville Southall with that goalkeeper. Yeah, 30 years later, 43-year-old lads. Uh, he didn't have the career, the expected career, did he? Not quite, no. Obviously, that Neville he's haunted by Michael Owen, so every time he saw him on TV, he's like, no, not again! <laughs> Scarred for life. Right, well, there is your first team in your super sub. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back for the manager, stadium, and the kit. Uh, who is your manager, Brad? I've gone for uh, Gary Megson. Um, he took over West Brom when we were in the championship looking at relegation, saved us. Somehow, on a shoestring budget, got us to the playoffs next year. Admittedly, we lost to Bolton. And then he took us to the Premier League for the first time in our well, the Premier League, as it was known uh, for the first time in our history. Like I said, 24 clean sheets in one season, 15 1-0 wins. Uh, he, how he's not got knighted is beyond me. But um, we played solid 5-3-2. Five, five, you knew what you're getting every week. Solid. And, uh, yeah, to me, how he did that with that team was something else. Incredible. Incredible. I think... It's one of those managers where, like, obviously for you as a West Brom fan, it means a lot to you. But for, yeah. for like the neutral, they're like, who? Yeah, who's, he, he was who's that? Everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, honestly, I didn't know he had such an illustrious playing career. Yeah. Well, a lot of teams, again. There's a theme here. You've got teams that players that played for a thousand teams each. But, yeah. Get around a bit, my players. Uh, yeah, he come back in. Um, Sorry, like... especially Holt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he come back in 2017 as caretaker. Um, I can't remember who just got sacked, but um, he, he, we needed a manager. He, he stepped in. I'm pretty sure it was Pugis got sacked, and he was took over for two games before Pardew. We won't talk about Pardew before Pardew come in. And he, when Tottenham were playing at Wembley, we, we drew 1-1. He chucked in a youth lad, Sam Field, and um, we looked really good. Uh, I, was, I was in Skegness at the time, as the scores come of all places, <laughs> as the scores were coming through. And, um, yeah, I was like, the, the Messiah's back. And um, we, went, we went unbeaten in these two games. I thought, well, we, you know, we keep him, we might stay up. Then we appointed Alan Pardew, and it all went downhill. Apart from that FA Cup game against Liverpool, it all went downhill. It doesn't seem that you've like had a collection of like the bad football managers. Like, oh, did you ever have Alan Kirbishley? Was he ever a West Brom? Badly, he was linked for about fifteen years. You, you completed the set though. You had what Bruce, Ardu, oh, Pulis, Allardyce. Yeah, we're just waiting for Mark Hughes' spell. <laughs> <laughs> fair play, fair play. Gary Megson. This is a really random one, and I don't know why I remember this, but. Gary Megson was the first manager that I was ever aware of that was placed onto what they call gardener's leave. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Is he? Uh-oh. I think I was like 14. I was like, what is that? Is he just going to do some gardening? What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. We, we had um, our assistant was um, Frank Burroughs at the time. And um, he was, uh, if you want to quickly Google search Frank Burroughs, he, um, assist- he was our assistant and took over for like a game or two where he was on garden leave and he wore a flat cap and had the thickest moustache ever on the sideline. It just looked hilarious. But yeah, I mean, Gary Megson, he fantastic manager for West Brom I'm and also... He gone. won the Allianz Arena with um, 
Bolton. You know when they weirdly did their um, Europa League or whatever it was? I'm sure he played against um, Munich and they um, either, they either won or, or they did some up there. <laughs> he definitely played there. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, but he was there for it. Something happened. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Something happened at the Alliance Yeah, it was Gary a hell of a choice to manage there. A fantastic manager and a brilliant gardener, old Gary Megson. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on from the manager to the stadium. Now, I'm assuming it's going to be Stamford Bridge, but maybe not. <laughs> or, where are we going? <laughs> no, I, I've gone for the Hawthorns. Um, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't look elsewhere. Um, well, for me, it's the greatest stadium on the planet. It, just it keeps the atmosphere in. It's an old traditional stadium. Admittedly, we've had a few renovations over the years, but um, old traditional stadium. When when it's rocking, it, it, you can't beat it for me. Um, yeah, love it, love it. Massive respect for that. It, like you said, it is one of those old school bowls, isn't it? One of those yeah. old school built to keep the sound in grounds that you don't get very much anymore. Like the, all these new arenas popping up, they just don't have the same atmosphere. Like yeah. the, the one I can compare it to is Turf Moor in Burnley, like that sort of vibe where yeah. it's all in. Yeah, I love the fact we've been there since like the 1900, I think it was like 1908, something around those lines, like 1908, something like that. Um, we've been there ever since, and I just love the history of it all and everything like that. Yeah, I love that. I just typed in the Hawthorns to find like a photo of it, just to, for context. And <laughs> I'm not even joking. The first thing to come up before the stadium was the Hawthorns School in Red Hill. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm genuinely... Wow. <laughs> I mean, it goes on to say about the stadium, but like, <laughs> it's not a good sign. <laughs> right, well, with the Hawthorns, Brad, what is the best game you've ever seen at the Hawthorns? Oh, the, the first one that springs to mind is the one we spoke about when we beat Portsmouth to stay up. But more recently, when we drew um, 5 5 of United, or well, I was. It was Sir Alex oh, Ferguson's yeah. last game. Paul Stoll's last game. They went 3-0 up and then 5-2 up. That's the only time Sir Alex Ferguson blew a three-goal lead whilst at United. He did it twice in one game. That's one. Lukaku, yeah. Yeah, he scored the, yeah, he was nearly in up front. He, like, he scored the perfect hat-trick because his last goal, he's on the floor and just sort of knocks it in with his head. <laughs> it, like, but yeah, for me, it was the most surreal game. Like Everything about it was... It was because, like you said, the of all the all the sorry, it's first his last game, goals his last game. We had a good season, but I think we, we finished top 10, I think. Um, so it was a good season for us, we have a celebration of that. United fans are trying to get in the home end because of everything with Sir Alex Ferguson, and the game was just sensational. It was you, we went 3 0 down. I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen here? Brought it back to 3 3 2. I was like, here we go, 5 2. Like, oh, here we go again, and then uh. Yeah, it, it just everything about it was from the atmosphere. It was like I said, why I've been the Hawthorns, the, the atmosphere and everything was, was just great. Amazing. Love that. Love that. Incredible picks here all round. Uh, we need a good, we all love a good classic kit, and I'm sure I'm going to get one here. What kit are these guys playing in? Uh, surprisingly, it's not a Chelsea home kit. Chelsea away kit. I've gone. I've gone for the Brazil home shirt from 04. You remember the circle? 
Um, yes, the, that's my favourite international yeah. kit from it's Nike. Favourite kit of all time. Like Portugal had a similar one, but the thought of Chris Brunt in a uh, Brazil home home kit it was, <laughs> was getting me going. I just uh, that 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 kit was something else. You, you knew Brazil were turning up when they uh, had the circle circle number and bit green on the back for the name. Iconic. Mm. Important question about this kit: mm. Is the goalkeeper kit nice? And will it improve Russell Holt's chances? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if he turns up uh, with a one Holt in a Brazil kit, I reckon uh, things are going well for him. <laughs> I think it's grey from memory. The, the <laughs> it's cool. it's either grey or orange. <laughs> a Brio is nice. Hello. Yeah, lovely. Get him in that. <laughs> Just saying oh, you're from Brazil well, would help, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Depends where you are. <laughs> if you're in Brazil, probably not. I'm from Brazil. Yeah, so we all are, mate. It's not. <laughs> yeah, Brad, well, we've got we've got to go back through these choices to make sure you're happy with them. You are one of the first people we've had to change their mind mid-picking of the team. Over the moon with that. <laughs> so we'll just go back through just to make sure you don't want to change anyone else in there yeah. get more Chelsea players in if you can <laughs> so you went for a 4-2-3-1 formation yeah. and you've got Russell Holt in goal yeah. Paolo Ferreira at right back John Terry and Dante at centre back and Chris Brunt at left back yeah yeah. moving into the midfield and looking at it now I've just realised how world class that midfield is <laughs> you've got centre midfielders of Claude McAuley and Tim Cahill then we go into the attacking three across the line. It is Lionel Messi, Ronaldinho, and Ian Robin. Yeah. And then to bang in all 12 goals <laughs> <laughs> up front, West Brom legend Jeff Horsfield. And on the bench, just in case Jeff isn't having an off game, uh, we've got Michael Owen, Simon Cox, and Thierry Henry. <laughs> I don't see any of them being needed, to be fair. <laughs> The idea of them three just warming up on the sideline is so funny to me. Um, uh, your manager of this team is Gary Megson. The stadium is, of course, the Hawthorns, and the kit is the Brazil home kit from 2004. What a team that is. Now, before we let you go, Brad, we need you to name the team. Oh, this is what took the longest, and I've got the worst pun of all time. <laughs> I've gone for... Borussia Munchen Bradback. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I, I can't stress how long I've been trying to think of a team name to get my name in it as well. And I've gone for that. That is majestic. I'm, I'll be honest. I, when you first said it, I was a bit, when I've now written it down, I can see it. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Works on many levels. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, it should well, have just been Chelsea FC, to be fair. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is one hell of a team. Uh, yeah. Fantastic set of players, managers and the rest. Uh, Brad, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. I loved, loved it. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, a reminder, everyone, if you are ever on Twitter and you fancy reading about a 200-year football manager journey, you need to go and follow Brad because I've been following it from the beginning. Yeah. What was, so what was the first club you started at? We, we started at Myola Park in Northern Ireland. 
And you st- are you still at Mile Park? Or you've moved, no, on, right? I'm at Bagdan in India. Because, <laughs> of course, I am. <laughs> I'm going after the world record. I'm what is the world record? It, they've done about 400 years in game, and I'm about halfway there. So, well, we will keep you posted, time. listeners, to see if Brad ever listen, reaches that goal. <laughs> and in the meantime, go and follow him because it is hilarious to see. It's some so good. I hate to tell you, Liverpool have been in the championship for 20 years. So, uh, oh, all right. Well, it's been great to have you on. See you next yeah. time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, make sure you do go follow because it is absolutely fantastic. And if you ever find yourself in Gloucester and you want to go watch uh, football, a bit of football, and you want to see Brad play, make sure you pick the right Saturday and go and watch what team, Brad? Tuffy Rovers. Tuffy Rovers. There you go. Watch Tuffy Rovers. And watch Brad relive the glory days. Um, in fact, you know what? Fun fact about Brad, I don't know why we haven't discussed this. You used to play for Cheltenham Town when you were, yeah. when you were a youth, youth team, right? So Brad was on the books of Cheltenham Town. And I distinctly remember this because um, when I was playing football manager in university, I wherever I would go, I would sign Brad. Because you could sign him for free on football manager. Not, not recommended. So you put him on for two minutes in the FA Cup final, and then Brad wins the FA Cup. Fun fact, I was England's record appearance holder at one point, because I would bring myself on with like a minute left. There you go. So you know Brad is an FM legend in every sense of the word. If if you ever want like something to tell you how much Brad plays this game as well, I just went on your Twitter now, and you put the new century is upon us. And that was on the first of this month. <laughs> We're only two weeks in, and you managed to be five years in <laughs> past that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know anything else. <laughs> That's so good. So good. Well, Brad, thanks for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. No problem. Thanks for having me. I loved every second. Right, so there's Brad, uh, old friend of ours from university, FM legend in one way or the other, uh, giving us a Chelsea team with some other players involved. Yeah, with a couple of West Brom players. I think players actually and... Chelsea have probably been linked with all the players, apart from Jeff Horsfield, probably linked with all the players <laughs> that are in this team. They might actually, have been linked Hall with him also. when he scored that goal <laughs> to keep him up. Yeah, all, we, one thing we love about this podcast, um, amongst many things we love about this podcast, is getting to reconnect with people. So yeah, yeah it's nice to see Brad there. Um, we hope you enjoy that episode. We know you will because it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. And for us. Uh, yeah, join us again next week where we'll have another very special guest. You might notice we've got a guest for days now. Um, yeah, we, we decided to take this podcast thing seriously. So here we are with another guest. Uh, get ready for another one next week. A very exciting guest next week. And if you want to join in the fun and follow us on our journey then you should do by going to social media and following uh the handle at nostalgia fc pod on instagram tiktok twitter facebook anything like that if you want to send us an email give us any ideas or asking to come on the pod it is nostalgia at gmail.com yes so uh all that's left to say is that was brad pool delivering Borussia munchen bradback <laughs> but one of the best names we've had. Yeah. And what a team it was. And what a team it was.
Someone's just put, Chelsea put Mudrick's uh, Instagram in their bio like some 12-year-old relationship. <laughs> have you seen the thing where it's like, Chelsea have got a brand new, uh, brand new chant for Mudrick. Chelsea, 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 <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea. That's the only one they ever do. 